Hello and welcome to the Startup Operator Podcast. I'm Roshan Karyappa. My guest today is Anirudh Singla, founder and CEO of Pepper Content. Anirudh started Pepper right out of college in Bitspilani and has scaled the business to over $5 million in revenue. They're a content marketplace that connects businesses with creative professionals. And they recently raised Series A funding of $4.2 million from Lightspeed India. In this conversation, Anirudh speaks about productizing delivery, the various nuances of scaling a managed marketplace, and how the creator economy is changing things. It's hard to think Anirudh is just 23 because he's such a deep thinker. He's so deliberate about their execution. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation, as I'm sure you will too. So let's get into this episode of the Startup Operator Podcast with Anirudh Singla. Hey, Anirudh, welcome to the Startup Operator Podcast. Thank you so much for making the time. Hey, Roshan, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Very excited to be catching up with you. Yeah, man, good to have you. Long pending chat. Now, you are one of those young achievers who puts people's lives in perspective, right? Most people would be happy to graduate from college with a degree or maybe a job, but you graduated with a business, right? That was doing a, a, a crore or something in revenue. Uh, and I've heard about the genesis on multiple podcasts and I've heard you talk about it, but it's such a fascinating story. Uh, I'd love for you to tell that story to the audience on how you started up again. Sure. Certainly, certainly. You know, I sometimes just keep, keep rethinking, reevaluating how many different versions of this story is. And it's always nice to talk about it again and again. You know, I come from a traditional Banya family. My dad's been into business, seen him build a very large business from scratch. He's a first generation entrepreneur. So I was very enterprising from the very start. I wanted to do something of my own always. So I knew I had to get there somehow. And I worked hard to get into Bitspilani and you, you know, going into colleges like these, you find there's 900 people who are equally smart or smarter than you. And you're trying to figure out this one good thing you're at that other 900 people are it. And the only thing that came up for me was I could write well. That's probably it. That translated from my love for reading. And, you know, my grades stunned after my first semester of college. I realized, yeah, up McKenzie consultant to Bani Sakte. So what will it take? And I started, you know, reaching out to a lot of these media houses for interning there. TOI, Spoopu, HT, Your Story. You know, I, I remember Your Story. I cold mailed those guys, I, I don't know, like 25, 30 times. They got so frustrated. They finally said, okay, you've come to Bangalore. And uh, that's the first time I got to the land of startups, as you say. And 2017 summer, exciting time in life. I was trying to figure out a way to finance my own education at BITS. Target tha to earning 2.5 lakhs in two months, period. How you do it is something I had to figure out. And I was, uh, you know, figuring out how to go about it and then I started freelancing for all these US-based platforms. So there's a lot of gig marketplace platforms like Fiverr, Upwork, Chegg, you know, that are out there where you can freelance and earn. So what I used to do was I used to wake up at 5 in the morning, freelance till 9am, go to your story from 9 to 5 and then freelance again from 6 to 12 and did this for 18-19 hours regularly, 2 months, learned 2 things, consistency compounds, persistence compounds and you know, as a country, there's just so much talent, but there's no talent marketplace per se. There's, you know, lack of talent marketplace construct that gives opportunities across different segments. And, you know, being in the content space, especially realized that I think if you look at talent revolutions that happened in India after TCS Infosys that did that uh, in tech for India, from India to the world, 
there's no there's been no real talent revolution as such uh, if you really like to think of it and that's where realized that you know there's a large space in the creative marketing space to go about doing that i think there's a lot of good talent it just needs the right opportunities so why not build a two sided management marketplace for content creators that's what we got going obviously the clarity with which i can talk to you about it right now is in hindsight but at that time it was a lot of fascination about wanting to do something of your own and you know just being good at it i remember my dad telling me ki ye kya journalist wale kaam kar raha hai and you know obviously he came from a business world so he didn't really understand it as much i think the first time he took me seriously was when your story published uh, an article on us from when uh, 24th august 2018 i remember you know that's when we were starting to scale up a bit So yeah, I got to college excited. A good few friends started this together, and it's been about four and a half years since. It's been a very enriching learning journey, humbling journey, and just so excited about what's coming next. Grown really fast. We'll soon hunt. We'll soon touch hundred people this Amazing. month. So uh, yeah, that way I think it's 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 been a very exciting journey for us at Papu. Fantastic. So as I was telling you, I was a freelancer as well for many years. You know, I wrote content. I did. I did a bunch of random things, right? Um, yeah. And I had a content consulting business in 2012, right? Uh, but looking back, I think I was bad at many things. I mean, I couldn't manage people, processes, etc. But I think the central reason why I couldn't scale was because I didn't figure how to productize the offering. And I think that's something that you've done amazingly well with Pepper, right? So how do you how do you think about consciously productizing this offering? Well. So you know, very simple story around that. See, while I'm an engineer by degree, nothing I'm very proud about. Also, but I am a non-tech founder, right? So it was a struggle looking at being able to, you know, build tech or think about tech, like a lot of you know founders do these days. And all every step or every thought process we did, and again, all these terms, terminologies that I might I'm using are now in hindsight because I know what they mean today. but probably at that time i didn't was everything led through first principle thinking which is i don't come from this industry there's no mental baggage i didn't even know what an agency meant at that point of time right or what services business meant or scalable venture fundable businesses none of that was in our mindset point was business model tha it was a simple solution in our mind it wasn't very complex and i think the more simpler it is at the start the better it is right it's easier to go about inventing or reinventing the wheel and uh, that's where for us the perspective was okay what what are the minimum viable steps to execute a business like this you know sometimes people are too much into mvp banate hai or let's create a product or let's create a wireframe nowadays you can do 10 other things i love doing whimsical and figma they make me look smarter or make me feel smarter <laughs> but you know at that time perspective was that you know let's build a operationally scale, operationally more operational model which by first principles is scalable in nature so it was something as simple as customer ordering content telling us we find the right freelancer we give it to them then getting back we doing a review layer and going you giving it back to the customer so the customer has a managed experience and the creator also has in some sense a managed experience this was the idea in its rawest form like in the most simple to easy easy to understand form and we did this business on google sheets and google mail you know very less known fact and don't hold me to this fact because of the exact number but google sheets can't handle more than 2 or 4 mb of data and the reason why i know that is we were operating google sheets at over 95000 line items oh god <laughs> 
we had automated the fuck out of the out of google sheets almost each and every workflow structure uh, my co-founder rishab had become had to upskill in excel to be able to drive a lot of those things and we had reached that limit and you know that's when we started thinking ki okay what if this goes 100x from here how will we do this google sheets to nahi kar sakte and that's where you know we realized okay now we need the product and you know the best part i feel about the business that we are running today right is because we had done that for 2 years we probably earned i think about 1.752 crores till date uh, since inception that time back then you know what we realize is we exactly knew what to productize we knew what is the human part what is the product driven part matchmaking kaise hoga how do you create this into a scalable review quality system how do you drive automated tools what interaction can be touched upon and so on so that plan or that product thinking was just so raw and clear and finished after having probably done a 100000 content pieces till date that time just gave us that clarity very right and i think that's been the fundamental genesis of what we built and i think what personally we i feel we really do well which is operational scalability is a moat at pepo like you would be surprised to know we soon touching 100 people managed marketplaces have the most are the most ops heavy businesses out of a team of 100 now we just have a probably a 5 to 7 member operations team or category team that's it right we productized it so well right that come 100x come 1000x we won't flinch amazing i mean that's such an important lesson right i can almost draw parallels with dunzo for example and dunzo started out i mean it was you know it uh, 2014 15 was the time when people built an app for just about anything right app yeah. for parking app for this app for that and when dunzo started out i mean the service was through whatsapp and for a good amount of time right and uh, they were really able to hone in on the uh, key value proposition of their product and everything and then build an app right so but but having said that you know i mean there has been an odesk or an elance and a fiverr and and plenty of these folks right and you know i have been both on both sides of the table right i've been a, a creator and i've been also a consumer as well and one thing i realize is that you know managing quality and managing delivery is 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 very very tough and also as a creator i mean you might not have as much skin in the game right i mean if you get a good client you'll probably take them one on one afterwards right so how do you solve all of these classical marketplace problems yeah yeah see i think that's also the construct of how we've designed the marketplace which is it's a managed marketplace where the curation of supply and the matchmaking and the benchmarking around data points you're collecting around delivery timelines very small things like in our matchmaking systems it's a smart recommender system almost like an uber or an ola where we know a reasonable intent of a creator to accept or reject an assignment or pass on this we know their responsive rates we know their quality scores we know we know their grammar scores plagiarism scores readability scores time to create scores when are they available what's their intent on being part of pepper is it very integral to their income is it that is it not that integral to their income so we know a lot of these parameters these small aspects that over time we have fortified to drive or become modes to the business in how we operated right everything from the quality of supply and our benchmarking across how we onboard them to even something as simple as an experience of understanding and reading a brief which is a very looks simple but very complex part right people say content subjective right understand 
but the most subjective thing also has most number of objectivities you can map out. Like, so in my sense, in my head, while I know it is subjective, but it is also most objectively parameterized or can be objectively parameterized. Right. And that's how we are looking at going about solving for expectation setting, solving for quality, solving for speed and solving for scale. Point is, can you standardize expectation set? Right. You do that as a business, you know, speaking to uh, Harish Chavla once, who was earlier CEO of News 18 and we were dis- discussing about our business and he was like, yeah, Anirudh, there is Indian accent, which is like the Michelin in Delhi, right? One of the best restaurants. And there's only one Indian accent in India, probably, right? And there is 100 barbecue nation chains. If Indian accent were to create 10 other Indian accent branches, you won't go to Indian accent for that, right? Wo taste dilute, ho jayega, wo quality of experience dilute ho jayega, because Indian accent has like a six, six, seven course meal. Each part is designed in a very interesting manner, in a very concentrated manner to get you going. So, and the second part is a barbecue nation experience, 700 rupees go anywhere across the country. There's the same formula. This is a standardized experience, right? You know what you're signing up for. You know, you're going to eat 70 times, 70% snacks. You'll get your tummy filled that time. You won't end up consuming a lot of dinner. You'll take dessert and you know, you'll do that experience again and again. So the difference between an Indian accent and a barbecue nation is standardization of experience. And that's what drives scale. So today barbecue nation can do thousand X scale, but Indian accent can't. And that's where, you know, very early on, we realized, are we in the creative business or are we in the business of creative, right? Very, very unique insight, very important insight, right? So barbecue nation analogy is what we are trying to go towards and look to scale. Because if we are purely in the creative business, then I am buying in for probably a Grammy or a, any of these awards, but I'm not doing that. Right. For me, the perspective is, yeah, can I create a standardized experience at scale, high quality, standardized experience at scale? What will it take? And when you start thinking like that with that much clarity, right? That perspective towards things, building the company, org design, philosophy, culture, I think everything simplifies. And in my mind today, scaling pepper is as simple as a linear equation. Like I have that much clarity, right? Right. Mm. And if someone has that much clarity, I think then I, I think just getting to that clarity is important. And if you can do that, right. I think, I, I think that's great. But it's also a very, very hard problem. Right. I mean, because yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, with any of these creator platforms, I mean, you have the classic uh, power law uh, distribution of, uh, you know, the people who make the most amount of money. I mean, about five, 10 percent of the people will make the, will probably be better than the rest 90% of them. And will also end up making more of the money, right? But at the same time, as you scale and get more clients, obviously, I mean, these 10% of the people can't service all of those clients. So you will have to like, you know, find more killed people and you have to keep growing the talent base. Yeah. This is again, yeah. a phenomenally hard problem to solve. Not if you do platform design really well, mm. right? Your can result- you explain that a little bit? Yeah. yeah, sure. So your entire thesis is assuming there's a base assumption model you have in your mind of what a marketplace involves, right? Classic Pareto, this or tending to Pareto and all of those thinkings that happens when you think of a platform design. So this org design is a platform design or product design concept. I, I'm not using product because it gives different sense. Point is the network design. So Nirmit from Apna uses a very interesting terminology called network math in his case, which is how he designs a network 
that allows or that probably allowed apna to scale crazily in an industry where there was a lot of road kill so that was how he mapped out a network network math or a network design around how he built it right and in my mind it is platform design and basically platform math which basically means how is the model constructed that does not allow things like this to happen so in pepper's case 45% of the top creators on 55% earnings right now that's not patreon that's not gumroad that's not teachable that's not fiverr that's not upwork because my distribution models allow for equitable work distribution i'd rather not have 100 people on 30000 per month from me and be overtly dependent on me i'd rather probably have 1000 people pay on 15 or 20000 per month from me and over over time i my aim would be to grow that and scale that right so that's how we've also went about platform design making strong product choices and so on so i think everything's built upon that structure obviously see it's not an easy problem to solve either way right it's a services heavy industry you're trying to do behavioral change but you know who says category creation is easy i think that's the part right before ola came in uh, early years of ola one two years they thought of as a taxi agency uh, like taxi agency tech enable taxi agency today you don't think of them that way right it's completely different perspective in how you think about their positioning in your mind or in how or what fundamentally is a category they've created and i think that's what we are doing with tapper where over the next 10 years i think when when i say every company is a content company if content's x today in the next 10 years is going to be 100x and what surprises me the most is like there's a salesforce for sales hmm. there's a hubspot for inbound marketing there's nothing for content marketing out there today and that's a white space we're attacking right which is large industry huge scale very under appreciated and huge potential so i think the next talent revolution that's going to come from india is going to be something like a pepper so i'm going to take a small deviation and ask you about how you think about these things because when you speak right i mean you're clearly extrapolating yourself a little away from the problem and looking at it you know you're thinking about the business and the model because otherwise you know most people uh, they tend to think about executional problems product kaise karna hai marketing kya karna hai right or sales kaise karte hai right i mean these are executional problems but i mean you seem to have a perspective on the business itself so how have you sort of forced yourself to think about that you know while you do all of your calls and meetings on a daily basis yeah no i think i think it's to do with see this founder maturity as a concept it's been four and a half years since we're building pepper one thing i've been fortunate enough to get in life is you know some excellent people who have been able to mentor us help us grow great investors on board who give you that perspective see when you living breathing your startup right you too too inside it and you need to realize every company has a stage we grew from 500000 dollars arr to 5 million arr in one year right and we're now looking to do a 5 to 25 30 million dollar journey over the next one year right and when you're looking to grow that fast and grow that scale right you need to fundamentally analyze and understand what got you here won't get you there very important and that's where what i realized is here the level of involvement i had in my business on running day to day versus me being able to look out and at least understand what macro things are there right is extremely important because if i don't do that right right you know a very interesting good example and i heard this in a good podcast uh, ritesh agarwal from oyo is one of uh you know the people i really look up to so there's a conversation where you know bejul from lightspeed and uh, ritesh were catching up and uh, you know ritesh loved customer experience and uh, in the early days of oyo so ritesh was very excitedly telling bejul that 
you know bejul i love it when i get to speak to customers i am on customer call duty every single day right i am speaking to customers 8 to 10 hours the insights are just so wonderful and you know bejul observes ritesh and then he says excellent then we found our chief customer officer uh, for oyo let's go find a new ceo then right and that's when you know ritesh realizes oh i understand where you coming from and then and then he gets it right that point is if i'm too invested in marketing i'll be a great cmo or i'll be a great marketing leader hmm. or i'll be a great sales person right but that's not my job my job is to get the best people who know their stuff very well and align them with that perspective with that vision right so for me right now the goal is as simple as i have validated the market is huge the opportunity is clear there's a good pathway on where we what we need to do to how to scale the company and i know there's a lot of unanswered questions as well and i know i can't solve them to today at once which means the only way i can make this easier for myself is get into a room of 10 to 15 very high quality smart people and figure this out together right that's my easiest solution to go about it and that's what i'm investing my time in so for me i treat hiring as sales so i loved sales i was sales first founder now i look at hiring as sales like i can tell you you put 10 best recruiters in front of me i can speak their language so if you were to ask me anirudh if you're not a founder what would you be doing i'd say i do recruitment because honestly i love the job right i love speaking to people learning from there and so on so you won't believe there's this interesting tool which uh, i posted on twitter also i i don't think i posted on twitter but basically it shows you the number of meetings and number of people you met in a year right uh, some bits and sides of made this good guys and uh, last year i met 2500 people good god right and out of this 2500 people i'm sure i think 1800 1900 would have been interviews uh, across building the team and you know while we speaking with such great excellent people just the fact that you know got to learn from their perspective on how they do go about org design building these things and so on right this gave gave me that lens and clarity real way way right so now for me it's like i said you know the good part about having this feeling or being confident about this is if you can think in a linear equation like can you today think of your business in a linear equation way and what i realize is most founders including me earlier right people tend to overcomplicate things a lot by adding too many variables and so on and honestly when you look back and you see it's not too complicated and especially at our stage and obviously see this is again sector specific you know thought process it's not what i am saying will work for a person who's just starting their company it might need they need to be more tactical than strategic immediate i think in my case i know that there's only two to three orbit shift moments for me to grow from where i am to where i want to be next year and i need to do focus everything in my life to figure out what those two to three moments are going to be right for me to be able to continue scaling at the trajectory that we are looking to be at so i think that's very important and that's what my pursuit is right now which is find the right people and find those right two to three orbit shift moments and just get them cracking and i think once you do that i think i think life is simple that's amazing how old are you again i turning <laughs> 23 this year i just look this month actually i just look older uh, that's it no no uh, i was just kidding but uh, i mean that's pretty remarkable i think uh, you know the sooner people get out of operational constraints and they start looking at the business more holistically and uh, in in perspective with the with the market itself i think it's it's better you know i mean because i think the job of a founder is to look ahead really uh, not solve the problems of today but really 
uh, estimate, you know, where the business will be a year, two years, maybe five years from now. Right. So, you know, let's get back to marketplaces. I mean, the, the current evolution of marketplaces, right. We're, we're seeing that. And I've spoken to, you know, uh, folks from Zetwork, off business and all of these, um, other, these kind of models, right. Business models and these marketplaces, you know, layer in SaaS, layer in services like financing, for example, and so on. Right. And, you know, as you're adding these layers, right, that linear equation can get a little more complicated, right? So I, I wonder, I mean, with you, for example, you guys have pepper type, right? Which basically helps your creators, uh, you know, create content and so on. So how do you balance these various aspects of the business? You know, at one end, you're doing a managed marketplace at the other end, you're, you know, doing a SaaS tool and maybe some other services and so on. So how do you think about that? So, you know, first answer to that is know what you are. And in our case, we are a managed market. Anything, everything else we do around the same is to drive scale to the business, right? So fundamentally, while we're a managed marketplace, we're now building SaaS that allows it to complement the marketplace and help it grow faster. So in simpler terms, we are building a SaaS enabled marketplace, right? Which now, and when you talk about evolution of marketplaces, right? So it starts from, and there's an interesting article I'll send you sometime, which talks a lot about how there's open marketplaces, and then there's lightly managed marketplaces, then there is managed, then there's heavily managed marketplace, and then there's vertically integrated marketplaces. OYO is a vertically integrated marketplace, right? That it has come at a point where apart from just being a marketplace, it's built something of its own. They also own the right? supply, yeah. Zetwork is a heavily managed marketplace. Pepper is between managed and heavily managed. So depending on these different scales and things, right, you build other models that can allow you to scale. Now, as a business, what are two fundamentals you really need, right? You need your acquisition channel, right? And you need your uh, retention channel uh, in place, right? If these two things are aligned, your business will keep growing or it'll remain same, right? If you're able to get, get this aligned. In my case, what we strongly feel about is software or SaaS compounds and drives huge scale to the market. So software drives user acquisition as well as at the long term also act as a product retention mode. Yeah. I would have actually guessed that it's more of a retention tool actually. Both. Yeah. So pepper type today has 150,000 users globally, 95% basis global. We monetized it as standalone SaaS. We went from zero to $850,000 ARR in six months and pepper type team today is just two, three people. In fact, if there's a listener who is looking to be part of the team, please DM me or reach out subtle plug. But perspective is you'd be surprised out of those 150,000 users, 10,000 of them are organizations, 400 of them are enterprises above 10,000 people. There's someone from Uber, Walmart, Starbucks, Macy's, L'Oreal, PNG in the U S senior leaders, they're using something like a pepper type. Like in a sense, I'm literally cracking bottoms up enterprise sales motion for me that I never thought I'll be able to do. Right. And I think that's the beauty of managed marketplaces, which is like, I personally love marketplaces. Like I've, I'm probably going to write a paper on them soon. Uh, read a lot of things about this and you know, the beauty of managed marketplaces is the number of directions you can go from, uh, like you'd have seen clear tax started off as a marketplace, hmm. more consumer marketplace move towards SaaS now. Zetworks trying to do some SaaS uh, of business is obviously a different story. So all in all, you'll see marketplaces evolution can diversify a lot. 
and more often than not if you look very closely at it you will realize it's because of two three key metrics that is like if our business does not have financing it will be difficult to build the large impact that it has been able to build if something like pepper does not allude to saas it's largely be a services clearly right mm. so which basically means is a lot of key fundamentals that each business is trying to tackle as they go about building the next leg of what that additional component is going to be and in our case the beauty of it is saas plus marketplace makes my business 10x more powerful together they reinforce each other very well and that's that's key intent on why we're looking to do it the way we're looking to so what is that one north star metric that all teams at pepper chase we chase revenue okay maybe like back up a little bit and give me a proxy for that revenue you know I mean, so, for uh, basically for us it is or i'd rather define it as we're now chasing quality revenue which is you know more recurring in nature more predictable longer term contracts certain case more enterprise as we look to go about it so for us our measure of where we are at as a company is largely revenue and uh, then there's obviously a lot of other l1 metrics and other things like quality nps on customer creator side uh, creator side this things like creator earnings uh, average creator earning per month uh, customer side this nrr gross retention and platform adoption so there's a lot of metrics that you can build out but if you were to ask me one that's revenue for us right and uh, when you work with like different enterprises right i mean content needs can vary obviously right and uh, yeah. you know and obviously i mean different capabilities on the creator side as well how do you create that you know i i guess i'd like to say how do you create that predictability that you know i mean i submit some gig uh, i submit a requirement today to uh, you know pepper i get the same kind of quality like you know 3 months from now or maybe 3 years from now yeah. right yeah. and uh, how do you build that trust in that model you know and at yes. the same time you know how do you build trust at the other end from a creator perspective also that you know he or she will get good quality work on a you know weekly or a monthly basis yeah so i think that's exactly what we're trying to figure out and solve for at this point which is uh when we're toying around a lot with subscription driven structures where imagine say you're a great copywriter and i am a customer for example can we engage in some kind of contractual system that allows me to continuously work with you so i can favorite you as a creator at pepper and that's where we feel very strongly the world is going to move towards ki i know for a fact if lawson's an excellent copywriter and i might not be able to hire someone like him full time and but i definitely want to work with someone like you can i engage in a subscription driven nature that allows me to keep working with you as we scale so i think toryment looks great and we're doing a lot of experiments around the same and i think that drives both predictability of quality uh, and experience both on the customer side and as well as a creator earning side right so what is your experience working with creators i know i mean you want to drive the whole talent revolution and stuff right so yeah and we hear a lot about the creator economy and stuff yeah. your thoughts in general about working with creators yeah. I think creators love to create, and the more platforms are able to empower, where they're able to do eighty-five, ninety percent just creation, rather than ten other things that they normally have to do, the better it is. The reason we made Pepper the way it is is in Upwork, Fiverr. As a creator, I was just creating thirty-five, forty percent of the time. Remaining time, I was chasing customers. Yeah. I was exactly. giving proposals, leads, payments, quality, uh, all that you know is nonsense, honestly. and at that point uh, what i realize is as a creator and you know speak to any creative person and i'm sure you are a creative person by yourself creative people want their space their own freedom their autonomy to do things 
at their own time like if there is a profession in the world which is freelance by instinct that is creative right or people want that like any creative profession you tell them if you can earn the same with predictable earnings on freelance versus a job what would you do they'll you know give up their jobs uh, if that happens i think that's what we are on to i think we've had creators who quit quit their full time jobs to just continuously work with pepper because of the skill we are able to help them with you know it be and this number baffles me i think probably next month or by march we'd have helped freelancers earn over 20 crores wow. of earnings since inception now something that's worth 3 million dollars something that would have existed if pepper didn't right and it's impacted Amazing. about thousands of freelancers right people able to finance their own education multiple things right and it's just heartwarming to see the kind of messages that come out to a lot of people you know uh, and i was just looking at linkedin just shared something on a uh, company group as well right there's a freelancer who earned about 1000 bucks uh, this month but the fact that that person was just so proud and confident of themselves after having earned this right i think i think if you're able to build impact like this i think right i think that's a talent revolution in itself and i think companies like pepper will continue to define scale grow these things a lot see we are building a foundational company we are here to stay for the next probably 50 to 100 years uh, that's the kind of company we would want to build right matlab for us the impact is how much can it outlive something uh, how, how much can it outlive us as a business and the best part or the beauty about this business is it can go 100 ways from here you know it's not ki it's a niche ki there's only what tradition people vc speak is tam right in a sense you know we have a key culture tenet in our culture deck it's called there is no limit to our tam it's as big as what we can think think it to be it's actually true if you think about it today creator economy number of creators independent businesses or businesses of one are growing like crazy next 10 years content i don't see slowing down any point is kind of continuously going to scale i think marrying both the same i think it's a win win business honestly yeah no absolutely i think there's probably a study around you know how many of these 1% or 3% businesses are uh, are there right i mean uh, and and have increased over the last like four or five years especially because i think there's a lot of plug and play infrastructure right now on pl- plenty plenty things you can basically start a business over a weekend if you want how do you think about competition and benchmarks and stuff right i mean how do you do you look sideways do you look behind do you look ahead uh, you know how do you get yourself to think ahead basically because you know when you have something that's working right now but how do you think about what next to do and the next after that and so on see a simpler answer to this is a simple philosophy for business that there should only be two kinds of companies companies who use pepper and companies who will use pepper right that's how we think about growing scaling this business this is a line i am copying from the tally founder bharat goenka who says this and uh, it's applicable to our business right and i think from uh, a competition lens real benchmark obviously there's a lot of talent marketplaces out there which are more horizontal but fundamentally the other side is there's this entire agency business that has not been able to grow as fast as on the tech side or product side of things as it would want to and so on so i think when i think about competition in the manner in which we're doing at the scale at which we are thinking and in how we want to do this i don't think there's someone who's doing it like this yet uh and i think that's where i like to say it's fundamentally category creation we do right 
And do you think about go to market specifically for certain countries, or I mean, is it just that hey, I mean, it's it's available for everyone on the? No, it's not general. Anyone who says it's general is probably bluffing. Uh, it needs a lot of nuance. It needs perspective. Uh, it needs you to understand user psychology on both sides, especially when it's something as complex as a marketplace. Imagine something as simple as SaaS also needs or needs a heavy amount of figuring out go to market around sales marketing. So yeah, I think um, there's all kinds of levers that get uh, impacted when you look at you know geography as a perspective, and that's where I think growth stage companies often what they do is they. create playbooks and uh, create a structure and a playbook is not an answer to solving a problem a playbook is a intelligent way of finding those answers uh, in most cases so you know one thing i really like to obsess or fascinate about is or get fascinated about is you know will pepper ever uh, in the, like next two to three years have a moment have an airbnb or oyo moment of its own or uber moment of its own which is one year expand into 100 countries and i think uh, Happy to say, Pepper Type at least is used across one forty-three countries today already. The marketplace business we have users across thirty-eight countries, but we haven't been actively pursuing in a particular market. So for us, uh, goal is simple. How do we say probably be a company that can be out there in say one fifty plus countries at scale across different levers? I think that's what excites me a lot. While obviously focus is important, so. For us, then uh, this coming year is a lot of focus on the U.S. market as we build things out and go deeper there. But I think uh, ours is a global business by design. Right. And so when you say focus on the U.S. market, you will probably try to attract creators from the U.S. market. You'll uh, you'll look at like companies that are going to source material from you from the U.S. market and so on. Yes. Yes. Right. At every stage of the startup journey, the founder has to evolve himself in order to enable the next level of growth. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, considering that you are someone i mean I, I, as i perceive that i think you're very self reflective you're very thoughtful and deliberate about what you do right what are those two or three things that you are trying to learn and that you are trying to imbibe for you to enable that next level of growth at pepper yeah i think i'm interpreting your question as what are things i want to get better at hmm. right which is i want to get better more at you know org building and being able to get the right people on the team and more than that being able to upscale and scale up my existing team you know as founders and this one thing i have learned is founders are very forward looking it's always about you know director ke upar vp vp ke upar svp there's always someone better and wo pursuit na wo pursuit kabhi khatam nahi hoga it won't pause like as founders you'll always find someone better and right very few people invest in their own talent mm. like simple question founding team that you have right Uh, to any founder out there right your founding team how much time and say if it's been 2 years into the business how much time do you spend with them currently have you invested enough time to upscale them or have they grown enough in the company like you are growing right you know very important fact companies grow exponentially but humans can only grow linear or step by step and you know that's why founders early team members and in general people in the company who in a fast growth company have the impossible task to be able to upscale at an exponential curve and it's not easy so one thing i'd love to learn is how can you invest more in your talent in your team and get that really right and i think all of it also starts with culture right very important like we have a culture deck at pepper like it's a codified deck we just released like 
a couple of months back on a fourth anniversary at Pepper. And I believe, I think that's very important, right? People need to have that clarity on what you stand for as a company, what works, what doesn't. And uh, I think that's, that's really important. So I think I'd love to invest more time there. I think second, obviously international go-to markets, playbooks, right? I think this is something that excites me a lot, right? Which is India to the world. What will it take? Right. And that what will it take is an interesting question I want to figure out. So go to market in some sense is something that excites me a lot. Third, personally, I think it's also a lot about meeting more and more people and keep learning, right? I think I, I like to think we have very less time in the world and there's just so much to learn from so many exciting people, new people. You know, every day I'm realizing something new about our business, our space and, you know, people who are just so kind, helpful with their time, right? I think the fact that you know, I just hope that this uh, learning does not stop. And I keep, you know, investing a lot of time in doing that. I think apart from this on a personal end, I think I probably want to write more. I think I write decently good at Insta like at uh, LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is still hard to crack. LinkedIn, I, I think I've done that. But I want to focus more on writing also. I think um, learned a lot of things. And I think if there's, that's of any value to any person, I think uh, jobs well done there. So that's what I'll be aiming to do this year. What books or podcasts would you recommend to our listeners? Lots of them. I think uh, I'd probably create a thread around this. It's a good idea. Give so us I your think, top three, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, podcasts, I think um, I'm assuming a lot of your audiences, startup founders, operators, uh, and VCs. So there's this podcast called In-Depth, which is by First Round Capital. In-depth is basically a podcast where CXOs and founders of scaled startups in the Valley come and talk about how they grew. So there's CMO of Canva talking about how Canva grew from where it was to, you know, the scale or someone talking or the chief talent officer uh, talking about building out culture and so on. And it's very authentic fundamental advice. So I think that's great. I think 20 VC is also okay. Uh, is also good. Give uh, I go there mostly to understand uh, a lot about you know some solid investors and great operators on how they build about think about building venture scalable businesses. I think on the book side, I I love Shoe Dog. I love uh, working backwards the Amazon way. Uh, I think that's a fantastic book. Highly recommend. There's an exciting book called Essentialism. Someone who's probably tinkering around with focusing. Right. How and my our board member Dave from Lightspeed recommended it to me. I think that really left a mark. Right. It gives you clarity that what's essential, what's not, and if you're able to segment that decision making, I think uh, gives you a lot of inner clarity. So yeah, I think these are few things from my amazing. So this was an amazing chat, uh, Anirudh. Well worth the wait. And uh, you know, when I talk to people like you, I mean, I get so inspired. Uh, uh, and uh, so all the best for everything that you have uh, coming up and hopefully we can chat again soon. Totally, Roshan. You're too kind with your words and uh, thank you so much for being a gracious host. Love the persistence and uh, thank you for this. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, then don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform and share this episode with all of your fellow startup operators. Also, follow the startup operator on LinkedIn and Twitter for more updates. Stay safe, take care and see you soon on a brand new episode of the startup operator.